a listener production. Hi, I'm Elle Ferguson and this is Sliding Doors, where I chat with inspirational people from the world of fashion and beauty about their sliding door moment. That is, the moment they took a chance or made a life change that led them to where they are now at the top of their game. Having founded my own fashion and beauty brand, The Elle Effect, I know that succeeding in these industries isn't easy. So I'm inviting the people I admire most on the podcast to share their stories, insights, and tips for turning your passion into a career. Hi. 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 Oh my God. I'm so excited to see your face. I know. I haven't seen you in years. I know. I'm so happy. Same. On this episode, I chat to Anin Bing, founder and chief creative officer of must-have fashion label Anin Bing Official. The blogger-turned-designer launched her label online from her garage in Los Angeles. The business is proof that building a brand on Instagram can expand into a global empire. So guys, this is the episode you need to listen to because she was a blogger, now she's a global empire. How's the new house? Is it amazing? Oh, it's amazing. So we moved to Montecito, oh, just wow. Santa Barbara. Oh, nice. It's beautiful. I just needed to get out of LA. LA. I met Anine 10 years ago when I was blogging and she made these incredible pair of leather boots and a leather jacket that was literally on every cool girl on Instagram. Now she owns stores around the world, including one of my favorite stores, Anine Bing, in Five Ways in Paddington in Sydney. She's now somebody I consider a friend, an inspiration, and just a breath of fresh air. I'm so excited to see you. I feel like, has it been like two years? More. Oh my gosh. Oh, you made me so happy. You make me happy. You always made me happy. Oh, thank you so much for doing this for me. This is amazing. Of course. This is so exciting. You were literally one of my first names when we decided to do this. I was like, I have to talk to you because I adore you, but I also just love how genuine you are, but also that I feel like you started kind of when I started. So I love talking to people that were at the beginning and at the OG stage of like influencing and things like that. So thank you. Totally. Thank you. Okay. So (laughs) I do a thing called the fast five at the beginning of every interview to kind of break the ice. Perfect. We try to get to know each other a little bit better. So five quick questions. What did you eat for breakfast? Cereal. I had some cereal with my kids and there was like little marshmallows in it. And yeah, my son's favorite cereal. Okay. I love that. What's the most interesting thing you have in your handbag? Ooh, I don't think I have that interesting things. And I had my notebook, you know, my phone, baby wipes. Do you have any Swedish lollies in there? Of course, that's true. I always have Swedish licorice in there. My sister made me ask that question because she was like, you've got to ask her about the lollies. Always. Describe yourself in three words. Creative, sensitive, loving. Oh, I like that. Do you have a hidden talent? Hmm. I don't know if it's a hidden. I used to be in a band, so I used to write songs and sing, but I don't know if that's a hidden talent because uh, maybe some people know that about me. Um, no, I'll so take that. Know. That was good. Yeah? I'll take that. Okay. Yes. And lastly, what was the last item you purchased? I just bought it, but we just moved into a new beautiful home. So I've been buying a lot of 
Thanks for the home. So just before the podcast, I unboxed a couple of vintage, you know, little Cartier trays and beautiful things for the bathroom. Of course. Of course you did. I love that. I love that. Okay. So for people that don't know you, you and I met many years ago when I actually fell in love with a pair of black boots and a leather jacket. It was like 10 years ago. And I feel like you and I have followed each other's journey since then. Mm -hmm. And you're forever inspiring just to a breath of fresh air whenever I click onto Instagram, but I would love to kind of start at the beginning and learn where you grew up Mm. and how it kind of started. Well, uh, well, I love meeting you almost 10 (laughs) years ago. So that was one of my highlights, but where did it all start? I guess I was born in Denmark. Um, Both my parents, you know, busy parents, we were five siblings. Uh, My mom was a kindergarten teacher and my dad worked with homeopathic medicine. So it was a very simple childhood in Denmark. And we moved to Sweden when I was 10, actually. So I lived 10 years in Denmark, 10 in Sweden. And as a teenager, I, we lived in a tiny little city, which maybe 8,000 people lived there, right? So it was a little village. So I started dreaming bigger. I wanted to explore the world. I, I wanted to do something else. So I wanted to become a model. As as a 14 year old, I packed my bags and begged my parents to travel to Milan in my spring break. And I went there for a couple of weeks to start that modeling journey. And that was my first step into the fashion world. And I just fell in love with, with everything fashion, you know, anything from the styling to the design to that whole journey started there. And did you go back home? Because you were young, you were 14. So I was, we, yeah. yeah, so I went back home, finished high school. And yeah. then when I was old enough, I left home for good. And, <laughs> and that's, that's how the whole journey started into the fashion world. And how did it go from modeling into actual fashion designing? How did you kind of do that leap? It's a long journey, you know, because I was young when I started modeling. And then... As you know, we I started a fashion blog early on because people yes. were interested in in what happened in Milan, what happened in New York, what happened in all these beautiful places I traveled to. So I started a little blog where I posted the outfits I was wearing, the food I was eating, and and this must have been 20 years ago. So that was bef- long before Instagram, long before yeah. everybody was an influencer, right? Yeah. So it started slowly back then, and I built a very loyal community actually through that blog. And throughout the years, I had the blog for many, many years. What was it called? Anina's World. That's it. I kind of, I was like, what was it called? Yeah. So it was like a visual diary. Yeah. It was like, yeah, like just a visual diary of your life. I Lots guess. of photos and, and a little bit of copy. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's kind of how, it, you know, then the community building started that way. And cut to many years later, I had my daughter, Bianca. I had met my husband, Nico. And we lived in Copenhagen. And one day I was at home, kind of bored. Um, and I thought, why not do a little closet clean out? And I uploaded all those pieces to my blog. Yeah. One hour later, 100 pieces were sold. Wow. And, and that night my husband came home and I was yeah. sitting on the floor and I packed all the orders. Um, and my husband asked me what I was doing. And I told him that I had just sold all the clothes in my closet that I did, <laughs> didn't need it anymore. And that's kind of where the idea started to actually launch my own brand. I had always kind of dreamt about it, but yeah. never had, you know, the right timing and, and, and the moment to do it. And he had a background in manufacturing and I had built that loyal community. So yeah. that's when we sat down and brainstormed all weekend on how to 
launch a brand. And what were the early days like? Did you move to LA? What so a few months, so the whole concept came together during that weekend, what we were going to call the brand and what the concept I wanted to do, simplify fashion. I, at that time, fashion were either overly complicated or just, you know, the big brands like H&M and Zara. Yeah. There was nothing really in between with those good quality wearable pieces for the modern woman. Yeah. I find your pieces are very classic. You know what I mean? They're very mm. like, it's like you said, they're like your wardrobe essentials almost. You they know really what I mean? are. Yeah. So time, timeless wardrobe essentials. So I created maybe 10 pieces, you know, the perfect blazer, the perfect t-shirt, the denim, the few pieces that I thought all women should own. Yeah. And then a few months later, we packed our boxes, moved back to LA and moved into a friend's guest house. Wow. We didn't have a place to live. So we stayed there for a couple of months and then we rented a small house in the hills in Los Angeles. Um, and then we started the business out of the garage and, yeah. you know, created the website and started packing the orders ourselves. And it was me and him for the first three months and then we could afford to hire one more person. I love how quickly you moved on it though. Do you know what I mean? I love that you did the wardrobe sale. Your husband was like, hey, there might be something here. You know what I mean? Like this might be something. And then you just shot off and you were on. What were the early days like? Well, the early days were filled with a lot of works and just trying to figure it all out, right? I had never had my own company before and everything from opening the bank accounts to the taking the payments from the different carts around the world to shipping. There was so much to figure out, right? Packing orders, manufacturing. I remember the early stage when we received a box of denim and the sizing was completely off and we had to cut out all the tags <laughs> and, and kind of change the sizing because they were too small. You know, there were so many things yeah. to figure out and, you know, we had to wear all the hats yep. since we were a team of two, right? Customer service, um, all of everything. Them. And I feel like yeah. when... I feel like people would look at your brand now and it's so amazing. It's global. It's shiny. It's big. People don't realize the struggles that you go through at the beginning. And even you just saying, you know, you get the box of denim and you've, you've kind of got to go, I'm either going to sink or I'm going to swim. Like I've got to cut the labels off and I've got to make it work. Yeah. How did you do it? Like, did you just keep foraging forward and just were like, we're onto something? Like, where do you kind of get that drive from? Totally. Yeah. You know, to run a business, a company, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come easy and you got to have the go get it mentality. It's nothing comes for free and it's so hard work. And I don't think a lot of people realize it unless you have done it yourself. Right. So, sure. yeah. So we just, you know, many times I wanted to give up and just crying on the floor. And I was also pregnant at that time with my son. <laughs> and it was just like chaos, right? A little toddler pregnant and this business that was super hard, but I saw it was working what we were doing, right? We got more and more orders every day. People, yeah. uh, celebrity stylists started requesting our pieces to put on their clients. And I just felt we were onto something bigger and I had to keep on pushing. Two questions, because I think you have always been the face of your brand. So I could imagine you know, like you standing in front of the camera and then running out and trying to pack orders. Like it's a, you do have to wear every single hat right at the beginning. And I think people, again, just don't realize when you're in front of it and you're behind it and then you're selling it and you're doing it all, you really do just have to mold yourself into every role. Was that hard? It's super hard, but also so, um, rewarding. Cause today when we have a team of hundred people in the office, right? 
I have such a good understanding of what customer service are going through. I kind of know what the manufacturing team is experiencing. I I can really feel what they are, yeah. what they're experiencing and doing. And so it's a very important step of launching a business. You don't start just at the top, right? You, you got to wear all the hats and, and you learn so much from it. And I really appreciate, I am not saying I want to no. go back and do it all again, but I really you know, appreciate those learning yeah. days in the, the first couple of years. <laughs> so when I had my blog, I remember that there was this one pair of boots and this one leather jacket that was like mm-hmm. every cool girl was wearing. And I, funnily enough, I remember like stumbling across the boots and I actually think it was Fashion Toast or somebody like that way back when had the yes. jacket And I remember like, I was like, I have to get these pieces. And you had created these like iconic must have cool girl pieces. Is that how it kind of started with like influencers getting your pieces and wearing them? Did you gift them or how did that work? Yeah, it really did. You know, we were, it was really good timing because it was right when Instagram had launched, no other brands had figured out the power of influencers, right? And I lived in LA, I knew a lot of people uh, from my past life. And I, you know, just reached out to my friends and asked if they wanted to come by my garage and pick out a <laughs> leather jacket or a pair of boots or something. Right. Yeah. So it was a mix of that. And, and then you reaching out to me, I'm in LA, yeah. can I come by? And then yeah. you came by and right the store. Yeah. And, and, and so it was really a good combination of friends of the brand and just cool girl like yourself reaching out Thank and, you. and wanting to wear the brand. So that was before brands started paying the girls. But that's what I mean. I think you were really smart because I remember reaching out to you and you were so welcoming and so nice. And I mean, I reached out to a lot of brands when I would travel and, you know, some would say no and others were like yourself and said, yes, I feel like you were somebody that was really switched on at the beginning and saw the power in the influencer. 1000% because I had my own blog prior to that, right? And I knew, I just knew the power of influencers, right? And so we just got on that really quick and all the girls wore the brand just because they loved the brand, not because we paid them to wear the clothes. Oh no, we loved it. And we loved you. You were like the ultimate Uh, cool girl. (laughs) No, I remember first time meeting you. No, so do I. And I was like, this is so cool. And I remember Googling you after, which is so strange because I didn't know, I knew your pieces, but I didn't know you. And then I was like, she was a model. Now she's got a brand. This is amazing. (laughs) And the best part of knowing you was every visit that I would come to LA, I would see you grow. You know what I mean? I remember the little store, then the next store, then the office. Like it was really Uh quite amazing to see the growth in the brand, which has been really, really cool. So the podcast is obviously called Sliding Doors. And I love hearing about people's sliding doors moments, a moment that kind of changed the way that you were going and now you go the other way and now it's amazing. What was that moment for you? It must have been, I guess, the day my husband came home and told, like, let's do this. When he said, I think there's something bigger to be built. So I think it is packing the bags, taking the chance, moving back to LA with the unknown, right? We didn't even have a place to live. We had a baby. We had a couple of suitcases. And that was kind of crazy, maybe stupid, right? Because it could have gone totally not as well as it did, right? Yeah. But you know, we just believed in this dream and we did it. And I'm so grateful for that moment uh, and for my husband yeah. who did this together with me. What were you going to do if you didn't do this? Was there another option? You know, I never, I, 
I don't know. I always just went with the flow and yeah. and had many ideas. But you know, I did the music first, mirrors. I did. I love that. This and that. So <laughs> no, I, it's not like I had a no. A, plan B. Yeah, good on you. So I went with plan A. <laughs> yeah, and it worked out. It worked out. <laughs> so when you started the business, what is something that you wish you would have known that you didn't know? God, there's so <laughs> much I wish I had known uh, what it could be one good thing. Maybe it's good not to know everything, right? Because uh, I probably might not have done done it if I knew yeah. how hard it would be, you know? And it's a learning curve, right? I've learned so much throughout the the years and no, I, God, I don't have a good answer here. No, no, no. I really like that because I often say to people, people often ask me and say, how do I start? How do I start? And I'm like, do yeah. you know what? It was probably easier to start 10 years ago when we didn't know anything. Yeah, exactly. We weren't comparing ourselves to people. Like there's yeah. something about being a little naive when going into it. One thousand percent. Yes. And I went into this super naive. And also I had no idea it was going to be this big, right? So I just took it, you know, from the garage to a little store, to this, to that. I didn't know I was going to have 15 stores around the world and a big team. And and I wasn't ready to know all that back then, right? It all happened so organically and, and I grew with the brand. Yeah. I am a different person today than 10 years ago. So Yeah, see, I love that. No, I think that's a wonderful answer. So I think that was a great answer. Okay. (laughs) What are some of the unseen sacrifices that you've had to do when building your brand that we don't see? So many. And I don't know if it's for some people, it might be a sacrifice for others not. But, you know, for the first many years, I didn't have time to hang out with my friends, to have lunches. You know, I saw on all my friends' Instagram all their wonderful social life. You know, for me, it was really just work and then home to the kids. There was nothing, nothing. Like for me, relaxation was to post the stuff on Instagram and like do all the little social media. And otherwise it was just hard, hard work from early morning to late night. And I'm not saying that's necessarily healthy, right? I didn't have time to take care of myself, to work out, to, there was no balance at all. So, but I think I couldn't have built it if I also needed yeah. all that other social life and self-care in, in my life. Now I have a better balance 10 years into it. But Now I feel like, yeah, now I feel like, <laughs> but, it's, I feel like it's come full circle, but you still sacrifice. Like, I mean, you know, I remember you coming out here to Australia and people think it's like all amazing, but I think you were literally, oh. you. I think you were in town for like 36 hours and you were in yeah. and you were out. There's like, no, yeah. it's a lot of go, go, go. It's a lot of go, go, go. And it's a lifestyle, right? So you got to love what you do. Otherwise there's no way I would have survived. Right. So yeah, I love it. And my husband love it. And it's, we created, you know, this together, but there's a lot of sacrifices. And do you ever feel like it's, we kind of touched on this before. Do you ever feel like it's too hard or you like want to give up? You're over it. You shouldn't be doing it. Do you ever have those moments of kind of like self doubt? Yes. And especially in the beginning, I had those moments, of course, I can still have them now and then, but especially the first five years, I think it's it's hard, you know, to build to build a company, to build a, a great team, to have people you trust around you. Yeah. So yeah, many many times I felt like giving up, but how do you push through it? How do you get through it? How do you go like, no, I'm not giving up? I think it's also because I'm a very creative person, and and with that also comes a little bit of like the super high and sometimes the super low, right? Yes. And when you are on the super low that's not the day you want to take that decision, right? So when I had this moment, I just needed to step back, 
take a day off, go for a walk, just try to center myself and then then find the joy again. I think that's very true with highly creative people because you do have these amazing ups and you're almost like float, oh, you're floating yes. and like, yeah. And you, it's almost like you're high, like you're like, it's amazing. Yes. And then it is very true. The lows are quite, you, you do need to just take a little moment and kind of like not make any life changing decisions on those low days. On the low days, it's, 1000%. But I think it's, it is, I think what you said, the more you've been doing it, the more you recognize those traits in yourself, you know what I mean? And you are kind yeah. of like, okay, well, I'm up here. I can make the big decisions. I'm down here. I need to just like put the TV on and not make any. Totally. You know, and, and it can both be a gift to have that creativity, but also a really big challenge in life, right? But yeah. as you said, it feels like you're so high on life when you're up there and you can do anything. Yeah. And those are the days, you know, you yeah. move forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other days you, you don't relax. <laughs> exactly. Is there a career mantra or phrase that you apply to work or your life that you kind of live by? You know when you know. And I have it tattooed in here to my arm. Oh, and it's, it's to everything. You know, when I sit in the design studio and take decisions, you know when you know. Yeah. If it's not good enough, if I don't love it in that moment, it's not going to make it into the collection, right? And, and same with friendships, with yeah. relationships, everything. You know. And, you do. And follow that gut feeling. And I wish more women especially really would do that and listen to their instinct because... If we listen, we, we can really you know. know what's right or wrong. Yeah, you know. You do, yeah. So you mentioned your husband quite a lot through your journey. And I always think when speaking to amazing women, especially on this podcast, there is always somebody that lifted them up and supported their dream from day dot. Because I feel like through the journey, there's a lot of people that like to bring you down, but there's normally mm-hmm. one through it that has stood there and supported you. Who's that? Is that been your husband for you through it all or family or friends? For sure, my husband. Um, but also I have some really good close best friends that we've been friends since I was 10 years old. And and they were the only three friends I told about oh, my yeah. idea because I didn't want that negativity, right? So yeah. I only told three people about the business before I launched it because I just didn't want any yeah, I know. opinions. Yeah, it's- people always have opinions, right? And yeah. Sometimes you don't need them. <laughs> no. And sometimes you just don't need to hear them. You just don't. Exactly. And I was reading in some of my notes, you're actually lucky enough to have some of the staff that started with you still with you today. True. Yes. Which is amazing and a really big like achievement to have people right at the beginning and see the business through. Totally. So I have these two amazing women by my side who's been there from the beginning, more or less, you know, from a few months in and, yeah. and they're still here. And those are also those two, you know, that you can really trust, right? And and when there are those moments you you need to ask for advice, you have those yeah. who has known the business since the garage. And you know when they're the right ones. You know. You know when oh, the, yes. You know, you know when they're the right ones. So the brand has had some amazing collaborations and people wear it. What are some of the standouts for you with the brand, with collaborations? Yeah, I loved, we did a collaboration with Terry O'Neill, who's an incredible photographer. And I always had his art in my home and in our stores. Um, and then his team reached out a few years ago and asked if we wanted to do something. And that was a Was it amazing? Coming. Oh, amazing. I couldn't believe it because I really admire his work and 
I flew to London and got to meet with him and his wow. team. Yeah. Sadly, he passed away. He was old um, just a few days before we actually launched the oh, Brigitte wow. Bardot t-shirt. And But I got to meet him and work yeah. with him. And that was really, really special. So that was one of the highlights. And then I loved our collaboration with Helena Christensen, yeah. the Danish supermodel. And she was a customer and had been shopping in our New York store for many years. And she also asked if we could do something. So... When I said earlier, things has happened really organically. It really has, you know, it's kind of, I dream up, you know, these things and then life has taken me to some really special places. Which I love. Yeah, but you're a good person. So you deserve it. You're a very good person. <laughs> Can I ask about the jumpers? For me, I had followed the brand from the beginning and I had always loved the leather pieces and I had always, you know, I mean, your denim was incredible. And then I would see it in LA and I would see it in New York and it probably didn't have as big an audience here in Australia. I think a lot, I think a few of the cool girls had the the boots and the leather jackets, but then all of a sudden, everywhere I looked was girls wearing the sweaters, the jumpers. Like <laughs> how did it happen? And did that change the way your business was going? Because for me, it felt like it went from like a great business to like, holy wow, everybody's wearing yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, so from my early band days, I always loved those vintage um, sweatshirts. Exactly. <laughs> like you're wearing there. Uh, so I had always gone to the flea markets in Los Angeles and, and wearing all these cool sweatshirts and t-shirts. So I got really inspired from them. And then, and we did a few for the brand and it just said, boom, as you said. So yeah. all of a sudden, and also the price point of that, right? Yes. Everybody couldn't afford to buy our boots and leather jackets, but a lot of girls could afford to buy a t-shirt from us. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we sold thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of those t-shirts and sweatshirts. And yeah, everywhere you looked, if from Paris to Sydney to Hong Kong, everywhere, the girls were wearing our Bing yeah. t-shirts and sweatshirts. So that, that has been a really important item for the business, for sure. And how do you keep reinventing it? Because I mean, just when I think you've done like the best jumper ever, then you drop another <laughs> one the next season. How do you keep evolving? How do you keep it fresh? I'm like, ah, I don't, no, you know, I'm you never, do. yeah, I'm never not inspired. You yeah. know, I, I have a whole closet full of vintage pieces that I can get inspired from. Um, I have a great team that comes up with great ideas. Yeah. You know, it's just about always moving forward and, yeah. and, and looking around you and, and there will always be inspiration, I feel like. And that's where you gather the most of your inspiration is from vintage. Vintage, traveling, street style, yeah. movies, photography. Yeah, street style is probably what I love the most. I was yeah. in Paris this summer and just walking the streets of Paris. There was this amazing older couple. He was wearing a cool check suit and the woman was wearing like an oversized shirt and like just really cool, cool. people, right? Yeah. And, and I just love people watching, sitting at a cafe and that's what I miss about the airport I miss going to the I airport know. and seeing that I was it's funny because I'm such a people watcher as well and I just I just love watching people <laughs> but yes. I but I miss doing it at the airport because I think you can always tell something about somebody by the way they travel and what they wear when they travel <laughs> 1000 percent, you know so I love that. And back in the days, I loved your blog. I went to your blog yeah. to find inspiration. You know, that was such a curated, perfect. Well, there was a lot of your pictures. There were a lot of your pictures. There was a lot of those leather jackets and those boots. 
Yes, but you had you just posted the perfect mix of cool girls, and I always got inspired looking at that. So you know, yeah, it's out there. Yeah, never, never not inspired. I love that. So, what is next? What are you working towards? What's the next big goal? Tell us. <laughs> I don't know if I can tell you. I have a really big goal, and you know, I. I'm just so happy that I still love waking up and go to work every day, right? Because I know that's not the case for everyone, but yeah. I, I truly love my team. I, it's a joy coming into my design team and designing. And so my goal is to continue to be happy, but yeah. you know, I want to grow this company. It's, it's already big. I want it to be even bigger. I want to yeah. take over the world. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Now, so, and there's new categories I want to add on. Um, I have a lot of, a lot of big dreams one step at a time. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I love about you and the brand is that I feel like you test the water. You know what I mean? Like even with like the homewares and the candles and the underwear, I think what's so amazing is, is that you kind of test, you see what works and it's just, it's, it's, it is an all encompassing brand, which is why I love it because I think it is a reflection of who you are and people can get into it, which is really cool. Thank you. So for people that are listening and want advice on how to start something for themselves or, you know, like to go it on their own or start a brand, what advice would you give somebody that has listened to you, listened to this and gone, oh my gosh, I want to do it. What advice would you give? I would say just do it, but also, of course, have a clear vision. I always been a fan of writing since I was a little girl. Actually, I've been writing down my dreams and goals in books, and I still do it every morning when I wake up. It could be the goal and dream for the day or a long-term one, right? But re- write down your plan, write down your dreams as it has already happened and really dream it up. And you got to believe in it 100% yourself in order for other people to to believe in it, right? And then be ready to roll up your sleeve because nothing comes easy, <laughs> or at least not for me. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, so just be ready, you know, to work hard and, and believe in it and don't give up just because you get a no keep on pushing and, and find a good team. A good team is really important to, to surround yourself with when you are big enough to, to hire your first team. And do you keep your blinkers on? Because I mean, you're somebody that I feel like is very much stayed in her own lane, you know, like you very much, if everybody else is going like this on the side and I feel like the mission statement for the brand really hasn't changed from when you first started. You know what I mean? It was wardrobe essentials that women love and they feel good. Do you ever kind of like take them off and go, oh my gosh, this is what everybody else is doing. I should be doing it. Or do you stay very true in the one lane? I stay true. I have this be true, be you. Another tattoo. Oh, really? What does that one say? <laughs> be true, be you. Oh, I love that. And I think I really stay in my lane. Of course, you know, you can get inspired and, and look around what people are doing, but I I like staying in my lane, staying in with stick to my vision. And there's so many other people doing their thing. And I think it's good if you stick to your own plan and vision. Yeah. My goodness. I've loved chatting with you. I miss you so much. And I want to come back to LA. You. Like my sister and I were talking last night about the visit we had together with you and it was just so beautiful and it's so nice. And I just, I loved it. My fingers and my toes are crossed that we get to travel again and see each other because it just has been really special. Just seeing you and being inspired by you has been amazing. So Thank you. And you have been such an incredible support for me. Really like, thank you. So important. You know, you were and are still, you know, one of those cool girls and, and just a good person as well. And, 
And I like connecting and staying connected to the good people. I yes. think it's important to be kind and you you are one of them. Mm, so thank you. So thank you for your support throughout the years. Thank and you. I will come soon. We are going to open more stores, you know, yes. in, in Australia. Yes. So as soon as it's all happening, I will be there. And we love you. We love you here. And I can't get enough of my cat jeans. I can't. I, I swear I wear them like five days a week. <laughs> and every time I wear them, somebody's like, what are they? And I'm like, they're the best jeans ever. They're the cat jeans. So oh, they look amazing on you. Everything, everything looks so good on you. No. Thank you so much for your time today. I can't wait to see what happens next. I have been a fan from the get-go and I just like being friends with you. So thank you for having the Aww, chat with me. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Yay. Sliding Doors is hosted by me, Elle Ferguson, producer Tina Matalov, executive producer Jennifer Goggin, and a special thanks to my manager, Camille Toulouse, for always being a fresh pair of ears on each episode. Listener.